Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Central Vista Elks Club has a big surprise coming up today for their janitor, Ole Swinston, in honor of his 20 years of service to the club. It was Mrs. McGee who thought the whole thing up, and she's taking a bow from her husband right now. As we join, Fibber McGee and Molly. Boy, this is going to be a great day today in Ollie's life today, Molly. Thanks to you thinking it up. Well, he deserves it. Bringing Ollie's brother here to surprise him all the way from Sweden. That's the greatest idea you ever had. Well, I've often heard Ollie speak of his brother John, whom he left behind in Stockholm, and I thought he'd like to see him again. And you were right, kiddo. He'll be as tickled as a pretty girl on a hayride. <laughs> what time does Brother John's plane get in this afternoon? Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Flight 22. Mm-hmm. I've already phoned some of the women, and they'll be at the Elks. I sure hope nothing goes wrong after all the trouble we've been to. It was quite a chore raising the dough to bring that guy over here, you know it. Some of them Brother Elks of mine hang on to a buck like a lonesome squaw. <laughs> downtown and have my hair done. Now, why don't you... I'll go with you. I'll spread the word around town that today's the day, kiddo. Good. I'll have everybody be at the Elks Club at 4 o'clock. That ought to give us time to meet the plane. Doc Gamble's going to drive us out to the airport, and we... Oh, hold it, dearie. Company. Come oh. in. Hello there, kids. Hi, daughter. Hi, Johnny. What's new? Why, <laughs> hello, Mr. Oldtimer. I'll tell you what's new, boy. Ollie's brother gets here today. We're going to have him at the Elks Club at 4 o'clock for the big surprise. I'll be there, Johnny. Good. I wouldn't miss it. I chipped in, you know. Come to think of it, you did, Mr. Oldtimer. Your half dollar was the first one we got. His half dollar was the only one we got. Everybody else gave us food. Oh, I love them sentimental reunions, kids. Yeah. Reminds me of the days when I used to scatter around with that old gang of mine. Oh, dear. Ever tell you about that old gang, Johnny? Lots of times. Oh, how I miss them boys. Yeah. But I'd give the world to see that old gang of oh, mine. <laughs> Control yourself, lad. Control yourself. <laughs> or at least get on the key. Oh, that was a great old gang. I'll bet. There was Rufus and Chuck and Goofus and Buck. There was Denny and Slim and Benny and Grandma Abercrombie. <laughs> Grandma Abercrombie, how'd she get in the game? She was a tomboy type. <laughs> oh, the stunts we used to pull, kids. Yeah. Like one New Year's Eve, we all decided to go swimming at midnight. On New Year's Eve? Boo! <laughs> yep. We went out to the old gravel pit at the edge of town and left in head first, clothes and all. Like you killed us. <laughs> I'll bet. Full of icy water, was it? No, nope, full of gravel. <laughs> Anybody tells me I got rocks in my head, I know where they came from. Well, look, Molly and I have got to grab a streetcar and get downtown. Oh, we had some great times, kid. Yeah. Me and that old gang of mine. Yeah. There was Rufus and Chuck and Goofus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know their names. And Grandma Abercrombie. <laughs> I'll never forget the night we busted up. Oh. It was Halloween. Oh, 
what happened? Get yourselves arrested? No, you see, Grandma Abercrombie was very vain, daughter. Yeah? Always carried a lipstick in the bib of her overalls and a powder puff stuck in the top of her combat boots. <laughs> like a cute kid. We were roaming around the old rock quarry when we seen this building with a big red sign that says Powder House. Nothing would do but we had to go in. In a powder house? Yeah. My God. Well, she dipped her puff into a barrel marked powder there in the dark. Yeah. But when she rubbed it on her beezer, it felt kind of rough. <laughs> I ran home to get her a flashlight to see with, but while I was gone, it happened. Oh, dear. <laughs> you don't mean... Yep. There in that room, surrounded by good friends and barrels of powder, Grandma Abercrombie struck a match. Yeah? And busted up that old gang of <laughs> But I give the world to see all kids McGee, the more I think you and Dr. Gamble better meet Oli's brother's plane. Mm-hmm. I'll go straight from the beauty parlor to the Elks Club. Okay, kiddo. That way I can make sure Oli doesn't catch on to anything, and at the same time I can get all the ladies over there on time, you see. Well, well, I'll tell Kramer and McDonald and all the guys... To... Oh, please, we're next. Oh, please, men and well in. Connection for lung gunk. Eisenhower Avenue. How in the world could you tell that? Well, I could tell by the street sign. Used to be Truman Boulevard, you know. After Admiral Dewey died. Well, anyway, dearie, we're serving a buffet supper over there, you know. And uh, while we're getting it ready, I'll tell Oli it's just for us girls. Good. That's no, there, I didn't see you get on. Oh, hi, Cora. Molly, you know Cora from Walt Small Chop. Oh, of course. You headed for the mall shop now, Cora? Yes, I've just been home to eat my lunch. Oh. <laughs> Don't you eat at the shop, Cora? Oh, no, Mrs. McGee. Oh. oh, not that the food ain't good, you understand. Mm-hmm. But after you've been around it as long as I have, you don't like to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like sticking a fork in an old friend. <laughs> hey, Cora, you can save me a trip to the mall shop. Tell Walt that Oli's brother's plane gets in today and for Walt to be at the Elster Club at 4 o'clock, will ya? Oh, well, Mr. McGee. I'll, I'll tell Marvin, too. That's my husband, Mrs. McGee. Oh, yeah. Marvin is... All for reason, in All for reasons in the Dawson Prosser Fran. Anyone else for Prosser Fran? <laughs> Civic Center? No, post office, Cora. Oh, you know, I ride with him all the time, but I think he's got a cold today. Yeah. Uh, see, Cora, you'll be at the Elks this afternoon, won't you? It ought to be pretty exciting. Well, I don't know if I can make it, Mrs. McGee. You see, I had my hair done yesterday. Armand done it at that new beauty shop. Oh, and it's just a mess. Well, you should go to Pierre on Oak Street, Cora. He's very good. I used to go to him, but I quit. He's too honest. Too honest? What do you mean? Well, he'd do my hair, make up my face, and I'd give him five dollars. So? 
So he'd look at me, shake his head sort of sad, and give me $3 back. Well, I hope you will try... Call for Lazarus next. Call for Lazarus. Change for next. This is our shop, dearie, 14th and 0. Come on, McGee. Yeah. Well, don't forget to tell Walt, Cora. I won't. And maybe I'll be there, too, Mrs. McGee. Okay. I'll get out first and give you a hand, Molly. Step, please take the first motor transit company, boy. Thanks, Jerry. Now you walk me as far as the beauty shop, and then oh, hello, Mr. Willcox. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Oh, hi, Junior. Hey, Ollie's brother gets in from Sweden this afternoon. Oh, swell. Today's the day, huh? Yeah. Be at the Elks Club at four o'clock, will you? I certainly will, pal. Good. And after the reunion, I want to take Brother John out and show him the sights of Wistful Vista. Oh, isn't that nice, dearie? Yeah, where are you going to take him? Well, the first place I want to show him is that big new nightclub they just built in the Ritz Vista Hotel. Oh, swell, Junior. He ought to love that. What do they have, Swedish dancing girls or something? Oh, the girls aren't important, Molly. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> I want to show him the wonderful new modern air cooling system they have in the hotel. Oh. Well, if he needs his air cooled, he ought it's to... It's an air conditioning... <laughs> It's an air conditioning system using aluminum heat exchangers. No, well, yes. by George, that's just dandy. <laughs> he can have his air cool, get his heat exchanged, and be on his way back to Sweden before you can say who slugged me with the smorgasbord. <laughs> you see, the modern air conditioners work so well and cost so little for the comfort they provide. <laughs> Take a guy to a nightclub to show him the aluminum. Ah! Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. One big reason they work so well, so cheaply, is the growing use of aluminum. Lightweight, rust-proof Reynolds aluminum in the manufacture of today's great air conditioning unit. He wants to see the girls, Junior. He don't go to a nightclub to see the exchanges. Hey, <laughs> Mr. Wilcox, we went to a nightclub one time in Chicago. Oh, and yeah. We were, yeah, sure. Don't you remember? Yeah. We were sitting there, and one of those cigarette girls in the black net stockings came over, and yeah. <laughs> when she tapped McGee on the shoulder, he turned around and swallowed his cigar. <laughs> you remember that, McGee? Well, I was through with it, anyhow. <laughs> Well, <laughs> like I say, I want to show Ollie's brother what a great job aluminum is doing in the air conditioning field. Mm -hmm. Show him how efficiently those aluminum heat exchangers work. Show him the girls. They're like the radiator in your car, you know. Yeah. Only these systems have aluminum fins that take the heat out of the air, but fast. Because aluminum, of course, is one of the best conductors of heat, sir. Skip the conductor. The chorus girls are all heat. You're getting, you're getting top value, too, yeah. when you invest in air conditioners made with Reynolds aluminum. Because aluminum... Hey, hey, look, look, look. Loomy. Yes, pal. Uh, Mr. Wilcox, meet us at four at the Elk. Yeah. McGee will be the MC. Yep. Now, after we get there with Ole's brother, John, and him and Ole have a good cry together, then I'm going to make a welcome speech. Oh, fine. Now I know I'll show him the air conditioner. Huh? With the hot air you'll dish out, pal, he'll need a good cooling system. <laughs> See you there. Oh, you... Nerve of that guy. Talks like I was going to put all his brother to sleep with a lot of gas. Well, it wouldn't matter if you did, dearie. Hmm? Then uh, he'd be the guest of honor. Oh! 
Don't you get it, McGee? Guests of honor. It's a little joke with you. funny, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> now, if you'd have thought of it, you'd be in hysterics. Yeah, well, when I make up a speech, I'm... Well, here's the beauty shop. Now, you run on and notify all the boys, and I'll have the women over there at 4 o'clock. Good. Now, let me go over my plans again. I'll tell Kramer, Wimple, McDonald, and more Toops what time to be there. Then I'll buy myself some cigars. Then I'll go to get Doc Gamble and come to the club. I forget anything? Yes. Huh? Miss the airplane, will you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, kiddo, I'll see you later. Okay. Well, I got Kramer taken care of and left word at the bank for old man McDonald. Two o'clock now. That'll give me time to meet Doc Gamble. Hi, Sid. Hi, Mabe. Where's Mom? Beauty shop. Hairdo? Always has. Oh. <laughs> Where's Mort? Barber shop. Getting a haircut? Getting them all cut. Oh. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Mabe. <laughs> Mabel Toops. I guess Molly will tell her about Ollie's brother because she's going to have the women over there. Oh, there's Wally Wimple. Hey, Wimp, come on, walk along with me. Hello, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Going someplace? Yeah. Ollie's brother's due in from Sweden this afternoon. Oh, good. I'm on my way to meet Doc Gamble to meet the plane to meet Ollie's brother to take him to meet the Elks to meet Ollie. You want to meet him? I'd love to, Mr. McGee. I've never met a real live Swede. <laughs> we have company at our house, too, this week. Oh? Uh, she has. She? You mean? Yes. Sweetie Face, my big old wife. <laughs> Uncle is visiting us from San Diego. Uncle Meathead. Uncle Meathead? Where'd he get a name like that? Well, <laughs> his name is Theodore, really. But the first time he came to our house, he knocked on the door, and I said, Who's there? And he said, It's me, Ted. So I said, Come in, Meathead, and the name stuck. <laughs> ah, interesting place, San Diego. What's he do out there? Commercial fisherman, Mr. Oh. He runs the tuna clippers. Oh, sounds like interesting work. How often does a tuna have to be clipped? <laughs> well, I asked him that, but he just grunted. I need to go. Well, hurry up there. Doc Gamble waiting for us in his car. We gotta get out to the airport, Wally. Come on. The King's Men and just Airport's a busy place. What time is it, Doc? Go check the desk again. You sure the plane ain't in yet? We don't want to miss him. Why don't you go check? down, Jumpy. Okay. The man said the plane would be in at 3 o'clock. Attention, please. Flight 22, due at 3 o'clock. Will now arrive at 3.15. Thank you. Oh, for the my guys. What's the matter with them guys? Don't they know I got a dozen people waiting at the Elks for Ollie's brother? Should I go tell them, Mr. McGee? <laughs> Never mind. How long since you and Molly started this deal to bring Brother John over here? It started in February. That's been three months? Yes. And you're going to be for about 15 minutes more? You said it, I'm going to be. Bye, George. Attention, please. Flight 22, due at 3 o'clock and postponed until 3.15, will now arrive at 4.07. My goodness, maybe they're flying backwards. <laughs> This is disgusting. Over an hour late. What time is it now, Doc? Three o'clock. Go sit down, cheesehead. I'm too nervous. 
Next time I want to bring a guy over here from Sweden, I'll bring him on the train. How they run a joint like this with a service like this, I could drive over there quicker than that. When Sweden face comes in from a trip, he plane is never late like this. Darn it. My George, the government is going to hear about this. I'll have their dad ratted charter vote. That's what I'll have their dad. You mean revoke. How can I have it revoked when I haven't even voted it yet? <laughs> I'll take this thing clear to the... Your attention, please. Flight 22, due at 3 o'clock. Postponed till 3.15. And then expected at 4.07. Is now unloading at gate 2. <laughs> Hey, Doc, it's in. Come on. There's gate two. This is quite a moment, my boy. Frankly, I never expected it to happen. Yeah. I see him. I get that pan. Yeah, come on, Doc. Boy, oh boy, look at that dead pan. He's the spitting image of Oli. Well, you can carry a suitcase, Wimp. Hey, John, here we are. We're the guys that brought you over. Oh, hi, boy. Hey. Hello. Grab a suitcase, Wallace. I'm Dr. Gamble, John. This is Mr. McGee. Hello. We've been glad to see you, Jan. We took you to Alf Club now. You savvy? We go a hungry. <laughs> boy, oh boy, I can speak Swedish. Come on now, let's go. Salad, Molly. Oh, just any place on the table, Mabel. The boy should be here soon. Now, where's Oli? He's down in the basement, Mrs. McGee. I was just down there, and oh, is he beaten. <laughs> I know. I've had him up here three times to set up these tables and get the folding chairs out for us, and he has no idea it's all for him. He thinks the whole deal is a buffet supper for us girls. Well, I got the sandwiches on the buffet, Molly, and Grace is making the coffee. Oh, dear. I wish the boys would get here. I hope the plane was on time. Is Oli still in the basement? Don't let him come up. Mr. Wilcox and Mr. Toots are down there. And... Hello there, girls. You always want to get here yet because oh, you're Heavenly <laughs> days, Mr. Oldtimer. If Oli hears you, you'll ruin the whole surprise. Oh, look, here they come now. There he is, Mabel. Look, Cora. Oli's brother. All the way from Sweden. Yes. Got a big square head on him, ain't he? <laughs> Is the coast clear, kiddo? Oh, he's in the basement. Hurry up now. Get his brother in the other room. Come on, John, quick. Where is he going? Uh, we're going to wait in the other room. <laughs> That's it. Now, you stay with him, Wimp. Shut the door. Oh, my. I'm so excited. After all these months to think we've... Well, call Oli. Get him up here, Carl. I'll get him. I'll get him. Hey, Oli. Come up here a minute, will you? What do you mean, you're too busy? Harlow, bring him up here. Oh, hell, boy, this is a big moment in our lives. Is the food all ready, Molly? Yeah. Are the chairs all set? I see him. Where'd I put John? Oh, he's in the other room. <laughs> oh, this is just wonderful. I wish I had my camera to take the expression on all these face funny things. I tell you, I get work to do in the basement, Doc. I've been working for the ladies all day, and my own work gets lost. My job is to the house clubs. Okay, uh, okay, relax, Oli, relax. This is your day, Oli. Yeah, it's been a heck of a fine one. All day I run up and down stairs. Now sit what? down, Ollie. Sit down. Listen, now, we've all got something to tell you. I'll, I'll tell him, Molly. I'll tell him. Brother Elk, ladies and gentlemen, we're gathered here today to pay tribute to a true and faithful friend. 
A man we all admire. Never mind uh, the speeches, Egghead. Tell him. Well, uh, what he wants to say, Oli, is that all your brother Elks appreciate the 20 years you've taken care of this club. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. 20 years. Well, I get a day's wages, I'll do a day's work. I had a nice raise in 1939, and I don't complain. <laughs> Well, all your swell brother else wanted to do something special for you, Ollie. We've all heard you talk about your brother John, that he stayed in Stockholm when you left, and how much you'd like to see him again. Oh, sure, I, I would like to see old John again, but I... Okay, boys, bring him up, man. bring him up. Okay, Ollie, there you are. Your big surprise. Who is this, Solomon? <laughs> oh, why, that's your brother, Ollie. Tell him, John Boy, tell him. Ain't never seen this fellow before in my life. Oh, oh, no. Why, your name is John Swenson, isn't it? No. Huh? My name is Strain Johnson. Oh. His name is... Well, how can he be, my brother McGee? My brother Johnson dead for 20 years. <laughs> I go back to work now. So long, all you fellas. So long. Did you have any luck with your brother Elf, McGee? We've got to send that man back to Sweden some way. That's all taken care of, kiddo. Got it all taken care of. I convinced them guys that it was up to all of us to pay his way back. Wonderful. Yep. And they agreed that every man in the room would donate a part of the cost. So I said if they'd do that, I'd put in whatever else was needed. Buy John a ticket back home. Well, that was nice of you, dearie. Mm-hmm. How much did they give? A nickel apiece. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, lucky I had a couple of hundred bucks left from the dough I collected to bring him over here. <laughs> I'll just about break even now. Good night. Good night, Al. <laughs>